0: Welcome to From Dusk Till F1. My name is Romain and I'm joined by my co-host Henry. Henry and I started this podcast together because of our shared passion for anything Formula One. Our passion for F1 actually started 30 years ago when we were just kids. We have attended several Grand Prix and winter testings together, and we were sometimes fortunate to talk to pilots and team principals to get their point of views on several topics. Growing from this experience, we decided to share our passion and thoughts with other F1 fans, and we hope that you will follow along.
1: Tonight, our topic is going to be about Ferrari. What has been working with uh, this team and what has not. And I think the interesting part,
0: obviously, is to talk about what has not been working. Yes, Uh, definitely. A lot has not been working for those past few years, unfortunately. For sure. Uh,
1: Just as a reminder, the last title of Ferrari was 2007 with Rayconen. Yes. He won it by one point, but he was world champion. So that was the the last title of Ferrari, and it was uh, for sure um, a great year for them. And uh, we're going to be talking tonight uh, about uh, the 2017
0: um, year. So should we start with 2017, the year where we started um, having hopes again, and it, it, 2017 was a good uh, catch year, if I remember correctly. It was just ten years after the last World exactly. Championship that uh, Raikkonen won, and I think everybody at Ferrari wanted to win that that year, right? It would have been a nice uh, title for for
1: sure. And uh, the car was very fast, uh, not too hard to drive. Yeah. The engine was uh, was very good too, and uh, I think it uh, the statistics are there to to prove it. Five wins in 2017, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yes, so in
0: 2017, uh, it's uh, five wins for Ferrari, uh, 12 wins for Mercedes, and three wins for Red Bull. So Ferrari did pretty well that year in 2017. Five wins. Um, I think uh, Vettel finished second at the end of the year uh, with 317 points. Uh, so he was he, he was close and not close to Hamilton, but at least he was second, 50 points behind. I mean, 50 points is what two two wins? Yeah, no, exactly. And, and,
1: and what's very um, what made the difference is the second part of the year. If I'm not mistaken, Vettel was uh, leading the championship, and Ferrari was was leading also the world championship. Um, mid-season
0: they were way ahead of uh, Mercedes yeah first half they were uh, Ferrari was ahead uh, definitely in the in the championship I think uh, the whole if I remember correctly in 2017 all the way through to the Asian races so Singapore specifically Ferrari was doing pretty well was uh, was doing podiums after podiums after podiums uh, which is what you need to do in Formula One right consistency if you can't win at least you have to be second or third Uh, so yeah up until singapore everything went pretty well i think we had high hopes uh vettel was you know definitely doing yeah doing pretty well so when when, what went wrong this is the the big question so i think a few few items right in
1: 2017 2017, uh, i think we can start by the crash of uh, Vettel, maybe
0: yeah so singapore yeah, exactly. Definitely, Singapore was an interesting one. That that specific crash, I think, uh, is up for, for for discussion. I guess we don't necessarily have the same opinion. If no, I'm definitely not. Mistaken. Definitely so, not. Uh, from not. what I recall, um, we have uh, Raikkonen right on the left side, we have Verstappen in the center, and we have Vettel on the right-hand side. Correct. The race starts. Verstappen or Raikkonen right crashes crash together. So you can clearly see the front left wheel of Verstappen uh, hitting the right uh, rear wheel of Räikkönen. Now, was Räikkönen turning right into Verstappen? Was Verstappen trying to cover uh, Räikkönen by moving left? Uh, Maybe a bit of both. I don't know.
1: I think the main problem, Romain, in my opinion, uh, you might not agree with me. This is a strategic mistake by Ferrari. Ferrari has the things right. When you guys are world champion, you always have a number two and a number one. We're not going to talk again about Michael Schumacher tonight. We will do another podcast about uh, about the great years of Michael Schumacher at Ferrari. But fact is, he was number one, he had a number two. And here at Ferrari, I, I believe that's what they had to do. Um, Räikkönen was number two, but not really. They didn't tell him, don't push at the start, stay behind Vettel. And that would have made... Um, that would have solved the problem. They would have not crashed if they would have told uh, Raikkonen to, to stay put. Team orders
0: were not an issue until Singapore. I, uh, Ferrari started putting True. team orders together after Singapore. Yeah, because was... Uh, everybody was saying Raikkonen crashed into Vettel or vice versa. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I looked at the pictures again and again. We looked at them earlier. In my opinion, first Verstappen is key there. He was in the middle between these two. Was Verstappen not in the love of these two? Would they have had no, crashed? Y- y- we, we don't know that. Right? Y- your, but your, fact your, is, Rankin when he has uh, one wheel less, he's, he's on three wheels, he's essentially turning right and hitting Vettel yeah so when we say Vettel crashed into Raikkonen no he did not it's Raikkonen who crashed into Vettel because first happened you know killed his uh, his right will i agree with you but the only problem here is is clearly if Raikkonen would have stayed
1: at his place i think he was like number fourth on the grid if he would have stayed number fourth this would have not happened Vettel would have been first in the first corner and Vettel would have probably won the race uh, i remember Ferrari had a very fast car in qualifying yeah, they were it would you know? have been probably
0: 1-2 for Ferrari on that one definitely. exactly
1: and even 1-3 whatever it would yeah. have been it, it would yeah. have worked and let's and this is my point Ferrari mm-hmm. was leading the championship I think they had 25 more points than uh, Mercedes they were clearly ahead and uh, yes, they, they had everything to, they had pole position they had everything to, to do great and they crashed in the first corner.
0: Both cars were out so yeah. what do you do in those cases you have to go back to the drivers and figure out what went wrong um, but yeah, I mean, I agree. Singapore was the start of the downfall of Ferrari, at least uh, as far agreed. as 2017 is, is, is concerned. True. And no points there in Singapore because that Grand Prix was key. I, I think if we look at the, 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 the numbers uh, in Malaysia, I believe uh, Ferrari finished third. Uh, we didn't finish Japan. So no True. points in Japan.
1: Correct. Well, Japan, uh, another interesting point is uh, reliability issues for uh, Ferrari. That's another uh, downfall of, of Ferrari this year. You guys could have won and uh, you didn't because of an engine failure.
0: Yes, that's true. That was, the, that was when we started to figure out that the engine might uh, have reliability issue towards the end of the season. True. Uh, when we didn't need it because we were handling two drivers <laughs> who were fighting very hard. Uh, with, as you mentioned, issues with team motors and an engine that was not reliable, so not very good. Even yeah. though, uh, that that being said, Mexico, uh, we did a third place in Mexico, I believe. Yes. Uh, and then we won Brazil and a third place again in Abu Dhabi. So the end True. of the season wasn't too bad. We sort yeah. of covered it, but... Yeah, but it was too late. It was too and, late, uh, yeah. And I think uh, that's another problem. I agree, but I think we should add the Mercedes element to that. No, for sure, because you know, if we uh, Mercedes, if you look at the 2017 season, was probably not the season where they had the most points, but they were very consistent Mm, and they scored points in every single Grand Prix. Yeah, no, true. If you score zero points on two Grand Prix, that's the difference between winning the championship and losing the championship.
1: No, it's consistency. Consistency very, is key.
0: And I think you, you, we, we can't really look at Ferrari uh, performance uh, without putting it in perspective with Mercedes. F- Ferrari, I, I think, at that point in time, started to show some weakness. And I'd be curious to uh, see, you know, what we think about team principles because at that time I believe Ariva Arriva bene was leading the team. True, exactly, and I
1: think um, in the new area of Formula One, he was uh, the one. He was the team principal with the best results, clearly. Uh, 2017, 2018, you guys were there. Yes, you almost won. So obviously he did something right. Maybe he was not a technical director, but he was a team leader, I believe. And I think that's where he did uh, very well, on one side, and on the other side, like I said before, I think the problem was team orders. I think he he had to clearly tell Rayconen he was number two. Yes, and uh, I strongly believe.
0: I think Rayconen would have accepted it. Given where he was in his career, he was probably not expecting to win the championship. He knew knew Vettel was the big hotshot Ferrari just hired from Rainbow. Yes, he he didn't win any race. uh, I think until he would, now, I think he would have been fine. Uh, but and he, and he said it himself, by the way. I uh, recall yeah. he said to he, he said publicly he said Ferrari never talked to me about being at number two. I never received any specific guidance.
1: Correct, and then this so, proves the point of uh, exactly of the mistake of not
0: telling him. So then, was the strategy to let those two fight, and you know to push to, to push each other as opposed to have clear guidelines between number one and number two? Uh, yeah, I
1: mean, if you look at Mercedes, what's uh, interesting is they clearly had the number one uh, with Lewis Hamilton and number two with uh, Valtteri Bottas. And uh, Totoval was helped, of course, by the previous year where uh, Hamilton was fighting a lot with Rosberg and talking about team orders that yep. was very difficult to handle. So obviously it was much easier for Wolff to handle this, this little crisis in Mercedes. But... Obviously, in 2017, that's what they did, number one, number two, and it worked out very well
0: um, for them. So it was the right strategy, and I think that's what uh, Ferrari failed. Japan was a mechanical issue, as you mentioned, I believe a spark plug issue?
1: Exactly. That was um, the main reason why uh, things didn't go so well. To conclude about uh, 2017, about the mistake of Vettel in in Baku, or, or is it a mistake?
0: Yeah I don't think it's a mistake i think uh, hamilton clearly break tested the vettel if you're talking about that specific event in uh, in baku where it really annoyed uh, Vettel, but not only Vettel. I think all his supporters were very annoyed to see Hamilton. You know, he does that all the time. He's very smart. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's that he's that he's I fully he's agree. He's a kinky person. V- very, very so, smart. You have, you have know, to, you have to play mind games. So you yeah, a brake test him. I just lifted the, um, my foot off the gas. Exactly. He just uh, lifted which, the in turn, the made the car go slower. Exactly. Uh, no, no brake test. Exactly exactly and, and no but interestingly enough yes. that, that's so where the fia uh, had to, to exact so he checked with Hamilton actually pressed on the brake pedal right
1: nope he, that, that's the key and uh, the right. fia had to in investigate that and that's where Hamilton was very smart since he didn't brake tested yes
0: exactly since but he didn't use the brake the fia couldn't penalize <laughs> exactly. him obviously yeah but still if uh, if you're driving a car especially a race car and you're pressing on the throttle or then you lift your foot off the gas then of course the car is going to slow much faster and than uh, yeah. your but normal road car would right f-
1: fully agree but this is exactly where hamilton is very smart yeah. he started playing mind games and that clearly worked yes, uh, vettel sure. got really upset
0: and then no uh, i agree and then but that does not excuse v- uh, vettel behavior after no, that i was very surprised to see how vettel got away with that one it was clearly unfair behavior uh, to crash voluntarily into another driver in 30 years I can't recall um, anybody crashing voluntarily into another into another driver like Vettel did with uh, with Hamilton and uh, if you remember that uh, karting incident that took place um, with that Italian driver he was banned True. for life and True. Vettel didn't get anything well he I think he got a 10
1: second penalty but I think yeah. he, he got off pretty easy uh, and he finished uh, point. third
0: in, uh, in, in Azerbaijan I believe
1: yeah he, he scored some points for sure so at the end it he wasn't that bottom. bad because he finished in front of uh, Hamilton yes. so he scored more points than Hamilton yeah. so at the end he didn't do such a bad yes. job but uh, you're very right last time this happened uh, it was maybe Michael Schumacher but Michael Schumacher was winning a race that's the big difference here yes. Vettel was not was winning exactly and it, it was a safety car um, on top of that on top of that so he, he would have not gained anything by doing me that. when
0: i saw that incident i was pretty sure Vettel would get some sort of a race ban uh, didn't get any i was surprised at the time but um, well i guess you know if the FIA made their decision very true so yeah that concludes 2017 uh, in short five wins five podiums yeah a lot of proposition too a lot I of mean, pole but unfortunately not not y- good enough uh, to to beat the consistency of mercedes
1: correct exactly so um i mean now ferrari had everything in their hands uh bene had pretty much all the answers they just had to to build another fast car and give uh, team orders like we said and uh, things should have been uh, much easier in theory for for
0: 2018. so t- 2018 for ferrari six poles six wins uh, good start to the season again. I believe Vettel won Australia. He won Bahrain, uh, China. Uh, from China, didn't go so well. Uh, up until Canada, where they won, and I think sort of similar where. Ferrari did pretty well first half of the season 2018 yeah, yeah even
1: even better if I recall very very strong start they had uh, the best engine that year uh, they had a very fast car they had uh, on paper everything to to succeed they knew what mistake they did the previous year what not to repeat mm-hmm. so once again uh, what went wrong I think this is the,
0: the big question 2018 uh, again a, a few interesting uh, mistakes from Vettel. I think let's start with the most important one uh, in everybody's opinion is Hockenheim. Uh, Vettel was leading the race by far. We thought that you know it was in the bag, and uh, we saw him really starting the the race pretty well. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, he crashed by himself. It was wet. Let's yes. add that it was raining. Yeah, okay,
1: and Hamilton w- was catching
0: him, and, and I think. People will say I'm against
1: uh, Ferrari's strategist, but uh, again, Ferrari constantly telling Vettel, watch out, watch out, Hamilton is is catching you back. He's 12 seconds, 10 seconds, 9 seconds. That's not making it easy for him. Lewis is coming, Lewis is coming. Um, If you look at how Raikkonen usually responds to these messages, he says, leave me alone, Uh, I know what I'm doing. Uh, I think, unfortunately, Vettel didn't do that. Easier just said than done after. But yeah, he, he cracked under pressure, unfortunately, at home. Um, it would yes. have been I think his first victory with Ferrari at home
0: so yeah did he crash under pressure I mean Vettel it's not the first time that he gets off-road by himself without any outside pressure yeah um, no I think a few times we saw him in the last few years just for no reason just losing he's it always under pressure and, that, and that, that's a real problem yeah. he can't all of a sudden he can't handle pressure yeah and and I think uh, that's so but that, that's an interesting point it's a debate we have often I mean which F1 driver doesn't have pressure. I mean, even George Russell at Williams has pressure. Even when when you're last, you have pressure to deliver, you have pressure to do good results, you have pressure to beat your teammate, you have pressure to... This is where Vettel is putting too much
1: pressure on himself. Not only he has the pressure from, I believe, not only from Ferrari, but also he puts pressure on himself because he wants to be the next Michael Schumacher with Ferrari,
0: and yes. I think he said it many times that this he, is of the course, the he wanted to mimic what Schumacher did with Ferrari. back Exactly, in back. And,
1: and I'm sorry to yeah. say, but what an unrealistic goal. First you need to maybe win one or two world title with Ferrari and then you can talk about Michael Schumacher but uh plus
0: if we quickly talk about Schumacher at Ferrari because I think it's a nice uh, comparison for sure. Uh, Schumacher joined f- Ferrari sort of in the similar conditions when the team was down. Yeah. Ferrari was definitely. they were not winning for many many years. I can't remember how long it was but probably 10 or 15 years they weren't winning or probably more than yeah, that. Yeah, true. And Schumacher really came in the team was the guy who developed the car, was the guy yeah, who motivated in his staff, and and was yeah. the guy who brought professionalism into the sport. He really added something to Ferrari. Uh, the, Very good it point. Was in principle Vettel also. Did Vettel bring that much into Ferrari when he when he came? I mean, Vettel is a good driver when you give him the machine. You well, give him yeah. the right car, oh you give him the right staff, you give him everything and he uh, will co- win. For correct.
1: Sure. And, and that's, I think, where Ari Bene did a great job. He, they, he had a good technical team obviously they had a very fast car so that was there the engine was very good the car was not apparently not too hard to drive according to to the drivers so everything was um, if we can say this like that United for Ferrari to win but like you said it didn't work at all like uh, Schumacher
0: and yeah so the, uh, the pressure element you were mentioning on himself trying to be as good as Schumacher Probably was what was what didn't work for him. Yeah, Um, but what did he bring to the team specifically? Um, I'm of course I'm not within Ferrari to to advise on that, but I I don't think he was he brought as much as Schumacher did back in the days.
1: Yeah, this is a this is a very tough question that you're asking here, because we obviously have to um, make predictions about this and and what we've been reading and, and listening around uh, so it's very difficult to answer that question but uh, I believe uh, also what was very difficult in that 2018 year was also some mistakes that, that Ferrari did that were not helping uh, because once again 2018 they were leading the, the championship at mid-season I think by even like 25 points uh, at some point so everything was going pretty well but then we definitely again had problems between Raikkonen and, uh, and Vettel mm-hmm. and that's also, not helping. I, I strongly believe. Uh, I don't know if you remember uh, Monza.
0: Yes, I remember uh, Raikkonen in Italy. He basically uh, did not listen to team orders that were given to him when he was asked to let uh, Vettel through. I think he was very frustrated. He said a couple of things after the race that he had no idea that Vettel was number one and Raikkonen was number two, and that he had to let him through. And he was not briefed before the race. But he, had he be briefed? Uh, he would have let Vettel through with no problem. At least that's what yeah. Raikkonen said at the time. Mm, now, sure. do we believe him? We don't believe him. That's a different story, but at least that's that's well. his thing. Uh, another element is that uh, Raikkonen was fired, I believe, on that yeah. day, right?
1: Yeah, correct. And this is the, the main issue. I mean, if you fire somebody uh, that's in pole position in front of the Tifosi and you tell him, can you please let Vettel through? Obviously, what's going to happen? Uh, He's going to be fighting and he's going to keep his pole position and, and this is exactly what happened like uh, was in pole position vettel was right behind mm-hmm. and uh, he didn't let him through and hamilton was uh, catching vettel and uh, what happened then vettel spun around
0: yes. fighting with Did a mistake um, Again from that mistake exactly.
1: a uh, little bit of everything. Yes. He spun around and then he, 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 they lost essentially Ferrari lost 25 points.
0: Italy was a very good showcase of how not to handle two drivers, <laughs> how <laughs> not to announce to one driver he' fired and then ask him to let his teammate through. Uh, so yeah, I think bad management there. Um, as you were no mentioning doubt. earlier, the material was there to do well, uh, but there was there was an organizational issue at Ferrari from within were definitely Arriva Bene w- did not organize his, his staff correctly, uh, counted on those two older drivers to figure it out for themselves, it yeah. sounds, or uh, they were not listening to him at least for some reason. Uh, we did not, I mean, Arriva Bene was not a tough. Uh, figure like Toto can be for example at Mercedes when you know you listen to the guy um, Yeah uh, Maybe Bene, I don't think he had that charisma. He, so he was he was tough from the outside.
1: You're right He did have some cam- charisma, but it didn't work out at all with with yes. the with the member of the teams and but especially not the drivers And that's I think yes. the, the, the main uh, problem because if you look and I
0: believe he also that's when also 2018 started that little a fight with Mattia Binotto from within and wanted to go up. And yeah, I exactly. remember we started to hear about that Mattia guy. Yeah, very uh, true. was going up the ranks at Ferrari and was sort of looked at as the next team principal if Arriva Bene could not deliver. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. a lot of pressure on Arriva Bene as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. maybe that's what uh, costed him position as uh, a team leader. As a
0: team principal, yes. But uh, interesting season 2018 compared to 2017. Uh, 2018 uh, more consistent one race that was not finished by Vettel which was Germany the race where he he spun by himself on the on the wet race yep. uh, they scored uh, same amount of points in 2018 than they did in 2017 but what is interesting is that uh, the Mercedes had a 50 point lead sorry Hamilton had a 50 point lead on Vettel in 2017 uh, but he had an 88-point lead on Vettel in 2018. So, what does that show? I mean, if you just look at stats, it doesn't give the full picture. But, given everything we've been talking about, definitely Mercedes leaped forward one year, 2017 to 2018, whereas Ferrari, you can tell, they sort but of stayed where they were.
1: Very good point, but I think uh, people are going to say I'm against, uh, once, once again, against the strategy of, of Mercedes. But 2018 clearly showed um, the problems of the strategy of ferrari in china and hungary was the the same uh, same principle they were leading the race they missed the undercut and uh, mercedes got ahead of the race and then things started going wrong for ferrari and people crashed into uh, vettel and uh, and he didn't spin around no mistake from him this time so so obviously that that's another uh, problem and if you add everything together the mistake of the driver the problem of the strategy and sometimes the team principle that, that can't show he's taking the decisions that that ends up um, as you just said in, in the big difference of points at the end of the year
0: 2018 again missed opportunity for Ferrari and uh, second year where Vettel finished second behind Hamilton yeah. so far yet so close yeah
1: exactly and then this is a little bit of a uh, we have to, we have to look at the main picture here the, the the main problem is that ferrari is finishing second once again if yes. i can talk like that uh, you remember uh, roma clearly under alonso they finished second they were so close of of being world champion but they finished second and here is the the same thing exactly same principle that happened the big question is what does ferrari have to do in order to to win this title
0: yeah so that's they i guess they ask themselves that same question at the end of 2018, so they decided to get rid of Arriva Bene. Exactly. Uh, that's a good qu- transition to going to 2019 Definitely uh, season. So Arriva, Arriva Bene gone, yep. uh, Mattia in. Matilla exactly. Binotto, that guy who has been... Um, I think he's, he did most of his career at Ferrari, if I'm if I if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, correct, correct. He, he, he went to school in Switzerland, he's an engineer. True. Uh, then he moved to Ferrari in his very early years, and, he, yeah, and yeah, he's, he's been, been there, there for, for, forever. Forever, and he went up the ranks.
1: Theoret- uh, theoretically, a perfect candidate. He uh, he built. Uh, he was responsible for building the the engine at Ferrari. So obviously under Rivabene and uh, Ferrari had the best engine. So that's no doubt about uh, his quality as a as a technical point of view. Yes. Now he's a
0: team leader. Uh, that's that's a tough part to to see. He brought in Charles Leclerc in twenty nineteen. Um, He also supervised the engine development in 2018 which ended up being a controversy which I guess we can talk about later but one thing we know for sure is 2018 the engine was good we had probably the best engine yeah no i think that's that's a proven fact Uh, did we have the best car that's a different question but at least the engine probably one can say it was at least as good as the mercedes engine yeah no definitely mm -hmm. if not better Uh, better. i think
1: the engine was not the the problem The, the problem was was the car and in some races um and obviously like you said it's not only about the car and the engine after it's about everything else
0: I mean, that speaks for itself, Vettel won one race in the whole season, in the whole 2019 oh. season, which, uh, and he did not finish one, two, three, four, five races. Yeah, um, and that's... He, he ended up fifth in the, in yeah, the Dragon, uh, Dragon, uh, Dragon uh, uh, Championship.
1: I believe that this is where Charles Leclerc was... Uh,
0: so, it's, yeah, Charles beat uh, Vettel by 24 points huge margin, yeah, that yeah. season. Yes,
1: not, not, not only in terms of points... Which is at the end of the day the most important uh, part, obviously, because you need points to be a world champion. Yes. But he, he did uh, get almost uh, most positions, I believe, most pole positions for Ferrari. Uh, Charles Leclerc had
0: all uh, the great stats. Uh, yeah, correct. So Leclerc uh, had the most pole positions that year of anyone. He had seven poles, uh, just in front of Bottas with five and Hamilton with, uh, with five as well.
1: Yeah, and that, that proves clearly that yeah. the car is, is, is very good and it's very fast. But again, uh, Charles Leclerc, uh, interestingly enough, um, great signing for Ferrari. Rookie, we could call him a rookie. Seven poles poles and two wins in 2019. That that shows his speed and and he can handle a very fast car and and he's not uh, he can handle pressure obviously because um first year with Ferrari I mean uh, what an incredible
0: uh, incredible stats Leclerc I believe his second second race of the season he started already there where he had to retire the car Um, yeah Ferrari was pole position and second exactly pole position and uh, that's that's when all these all these uh, reliability issues started during that that season and I think uh, Leclerc did not finish three races uh, and did and had uh, those those two wins uh but he could not convert enough balls into wins because of all sorts of, uh, of technical issues
1: yeah and, and this is uh because the problem is a little bit like an ice hockey it's momentum and when you lose your momentum you can be leading the championship like like ferrari was but uh, if things start going wrong um then it goes into a negative spiral and then and things are not working anymore and this is exactly wh- what you're saying um from the third race i mean second race everything started to go wrong uh, for ferrari already
0: so when you're on the back foot it's much harder to to come back when you have organizational issues mattia just inherited uh, i mean fairly junior in his role uh, yeah, not true. junior at ferrari but junior in, in his role yeah, yeah he invincible. inherited that young driver leclerc who not i mean let's be honest for a rookie starting at Ferrari for his first first year he made a few mistakes I believe Baku he crashed by himself in Quali true but but he was very fast he was very fast and very consistent for a rookie who just started in Formula 1 so so I think it was a young team which we had so much hopes for Um, I remember 2019 I was like okay. Great, Uh, going into 2020, we're gonna win that year easily, right? We've got the engine, we've got the drivers, we've got Mattia. He's gonna have a year. And uh, on
1: paper, it looked great. And the number one, uh, meaning Sebastian Vettel, and the number two, um, Charles Leclerc. So everything on paper once again was perfect, but. I guess one of the other a new problems that happened this year at Ferrari was the fact on how fast Charles Leclerc yes. was for number two as it shows by his number of pole, and that created a, a different problem in the team
0: uh, if I look at Leclerc and Vettel they finished fourth and fifth so way behind uh, no hopes of catching Mercedes for sure that year uh, Ferrari still finished second in the constructor championship uh, in front of Red Bull Honda no. Uh, Honda was already doing pretty well that year but uh, not not well enough to beat uh, to, to beat Ferrari and I think 2019 is pretty much done from that perspective right again Mercedes just kept delivering and delivering the yeah, and, and,
1: and again second part uh, of the season and I think this is another interesting point. Uh, Some people say that that Ferrari has an organizational problem, like you you just mentioned, and they cannot develop the car in the second part of the year because they're concentrating on other aspects.
0: Uh, And and if you start the year on the back foot because you could not develop your car the year before, then obviously, uh, and I mean, again, uh, data shows it, uh, 235 points behind Mercedes that year. Yeah, yeah true. Uh, at the end of the it's, season, it's swi- no... I believe it's twice the number of points they were behind the the, the, the years before. If I'm not um, in in 2018, they had on, they had less than 100 points difference the year before, and suddenly it jumps to 200 and yeah. 230 more than 230 points difference uh, in yeah, 2019. Yeah, true. Because
1: there there's a new thing that that also was happening on top of all we just mentioned was the fact that that the Ferrari driver were crashing into each other. I think that that's a new aspect, in a way, that, that didn't happen before. Uh, Charles Leclerc is there not to be number two. He's there to be a world champion as soon as possible. And he was showing his pace and, and that created the first problems. Well, I mean, probably time.
0: even more than that. Leclerc was clearly declared as the lead driver for Ferrari. Uh, he's the one who, worked, who, already in 2019, started calling the shots. Leclerc was beating Vettel. Uh, that uh, I believe Ferrari started thinking about having Leclerc lead uh, Ferrari into the future. Now, was he declared officially number one? No, Uh, but clearly you could see that uh, Ferrari was shifting where they would invest and they were were definitely, in my opinion, Vettel's days were, were numbered already in 2019. He had how many years to get it done? 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019? Yeah, I no, mean, no, exactly. and after and then, a five-year run, it didn't work out. It was it's time for new blood for Leclerc to come in.
1: Yeah, right. and uh, it it did show clearly on the on the um, on the numbers. He was leading the team. He was number two, but he how many pole positions did he have again this year? Seven pole positions. Seven pole positions uh, for 80. number two. Not too bad. So not too bad. L- no. Like you
0: said, uh, they had to. What well, the switch? Is, uh, not around. only. Not only amazing results, but on top of that, better than his teammate, who happens oh. to be a four-time world champion, uh, who, let, let me add on the and side, much is, is, is much more experienced, but also much more expensive.
1: Oh yeah, no, of
0: course. And I mean, Vettel doesn't come cheap for Ferrari, but if you don't, you, you have to deliver year in, year out. You can't not deliver, especially with how much money you cost for Ferrari. So True. Construct- you have that rookie truk- coming in and, and starting to beat yeah. the four-time world champion, definitely something's going to go wrong.
1: Yeah, no, no, no doubt about that in order to win you need consi- consistency and in order to have that you need to score points and make no mistake and um, score as many points as, as possible and this is definitely what didn't happen for Vettel for 2020 yeah 2020 uh, wow what interesting year what, what now, how, how did that for? year start
0: uh, before even we go into Ferrari in Melbourne we get there all excited the cars are <laughs> all in Melbourne we're yeah. all waiting for the the first race exactly. everything is ready and uh and thank you williams we, by the way we were hoping that we would have a race with no with but uh,
1: even the crowd was there luckily yes. we were not there uh in front of the gates everybody yes. was, was ready for Just qualifying for this yeah, yeah. and uh, nobody could get into the race and it didn't end up uh, happening so yeah what a what a terrible
0: uh, year it's been in s- yeah so all teams went home uh, no development possible so, yeah true after they what, the shutdown half the year half what would have been half a, a, a competition year was gone yeah wiped off the map yeah and i think uh, again before going to the specifics of ferrari so that's that's even number one even number two is Formula One announcing that they were moving the new regulations from 2021 to 2022. Is that correct?
1: Yes, 2021 to
0: 2022. Yes, Uh, not only that, but also freeze in terms of engine development, I believe.
1: Yeah, they they only have this year to develop uh, to develop uh, the engine. And this is this is the last few months that Ferrari has to develop their engine. And I don't know if you were reading the news about this, but Mattia Binotto just mentioned that uh, they have a new engine uh, for Ferrari that's ready and that's on the on the bench
0: uh, is he's pretty happy with be, it yeah yes. exactly
1: so I think as a yes for sure very uh, powerful engine for for Ferrari and uh, we just hope that uh, these are the actual results I mean that will be not only on paper but in reality the, the engine will be very good because I think that's what Ferrari is lacking this year so um, we're looking forward for that powerful engine
0: Yes, let's hope it is powerful, but at least more powerful than the Mercedes one.
1: Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see about that, but uh, I think that's the, the, the most important part this year for Ferrari is, is the engine. And uh, the drivers, I mean, uh, we, we've been talking about Vettel so much, that issue will be solved for next year. Vettel will not uh, be here anymore, but just how, how sad it is to, to see Vettel a uh, four-time world champion. My God. What yeah, Vettel is currently
0: in 2020. I have to scroll down the list to find Vettel somewhere. There he is, 14. I mean, behind uh, uh, Stroll. Yes, behind Stroll, Ocon, Kvyat, Gasly, Albon, Sainz, Norris, Perez, and Leclerc. Leclerc fifth. Yeah, no, no Leclerc. Once again, he's doing a
1: great job with a di- very difficult car to drive. Huh? Yes, there's no doubt about this. Um, I think they both said it. But even if Leclerc saying the car is very hard to handle, he's, he's scoring points, he's mean, on the podium like, like twice, if I'm not but mistaken. But I mean, who, who,
0: well. uh, who still believes Vettel? Excuse me. It's not that I want to obviously hate on Vettel, but he, he this, there's not many options. I mean, either he lost it, he just doesn't have what it takes anymore. Yeah, uh, and, and or, as you were mentioning, it's because it's because of Ferrari, and then if you move environment... He will do well. But then only time no, will but, tell, but, I guess. But,
1: but like you just said, maybe he un- he's starting to understand that he's losing it. Because Vettel, last race, he said something very interesting. He said, I don't understand how Leclerc can drive this car so fast. Yes. So that clearly shows, in my opinion. I mean, Vettel, uh, he, he has a few downfalls. But he's always trying to say uh, what he thinks. Uh, he yeah. never lies about things. He's always trying to be as as truthful as possible yeah. and he says i don't understand how charles is being so fast so yeah it's,
0: it's a bit of a shame i mean uh, i don't no, dislike it's a, vettel of course but i just uh, i just think that when you're at that level when you're a full-time world champion yeah. when you cost what you cost and you have to deliver you can't yeah and his dream was to win everything yes. with ferrari and i mean and look at it didn't work out yeah. exactly look oh, at no, hamilton uh, you know yeah. you can like him not like him but he delivers yeah like, no, he no correct constantly correct. delivers
1: and then this is, um, coming back to what you were saying before, this is one thing Michael Schumacher did in the past, I, I strongly believe, and everybody says it too, and where Lewis Hamilton did the same thing, is, is build a team, like you said, around him. And I think, sadly, that's what Vettel was not able to do. He did it for a few yes. years, but it didn't work out fully. And, and we're really hoping for Charles Leclerc that, that this will work for him. He can build a team ar- around him.
0: So Ferrari is hoping to finish 5th this year, uh, trying to beat, believe who, racing point. Well, I mean Fer- Mercedes yeah. B-Car, I guess you can call it. Yeah, you pink can call Mercedes. it Mercedes B-Car, but the, the problem yeah. is, is... But they're beating Ferrari with a B-Car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. and
1: then that's not the only problem. I mean, many other teams are beating uh, only, well, I believe, Alfa is is... Uh, we're still right in front of
0: Ferrari too. So uh, Ferrari is still just behind Ferrari, okay, just but not by much, by yeah. about ten points. But yeah, the, the Ferrari is sixth currently in the in the Oh ah, yeah, true, true,
1: true. It's McLaren, yeah. It's yes. McLaren that's that's beating uh, Ferrari uh, this year. In, yes. Yeah, like you said, sixth. I mean this they will improve though at the end uh, from now until the end of the year there's no doubt um, binotto said we will not do any great results we're not gonna make too many modifications on the car and they're changing everything on the car and they're changing the engine they have because, to change everything yeah, on the and car. they know this is th- coming back to your to your good point before uh, this is their last year to develop the car yeah. last year it's gonna no, next year it's gonna be the same car they have tokens i believe which is not not a good thing to develop the car so this uh, is the last few months to develop the car for, for Ferrari. Sure. I
0: mean, they need to get it right now. It's the last option. I mean, Mercedes yeah. is currently in the in the, in the perfect situation. You know, they've, they've got all their their rivals who won't be able to develop their car next year. Uh, Covid really helps because it sort yeah. of froze everything. And it for gave sure. them that additional year or two yeah. where they can well, easily win yeah, uh, yeah, using it, their yeah. current... Um, and it Identity, froze, yeah, correct,
1: and froze things at the beginning of the year And uh, this is also another key Like yeah. you said Ferrari was already on the back foot yeah. So it's very yeah. hard to come back To make a faster car when you cannot work on it And I think that's another uh, good point that you have uh, Ferrari's factory was completely closed Because of what happened in Italy of course of mm-hmm. Covid-19 And they could not work at all Where in, in England they were able to, to work on every cars, And that did not help Ferrari for sure
0: Yes, so let's see. Um one, two, three, four races to go and uh well, anyway, nobody can be world champion any, uh, anymore except uh, Mercedes driver. Mercedes drivers. Uh, Mercedes correct. already world champion as a constructor, but yeah. uh, I mean, Bottas uh, still has a chance. Well, let's see who it will be. I think. Uh,
1: yeah, let's, let's just hope for the championship uh, just for a few more races. Let's hope Bottas wins this weekend and. and
0: yeah, so it extends a bit because if yeah. Bottas doesn't win this weekend, I think it's a free free win for. Um, yeah, and I think.
1: Hamilton. Th- yeah, correct, correct. You no, know, I, I think things need to go pretty well for Bottas and. Uh, he needs to get fastest lap if I'm not mistaken too in order to, to keep, the keep the championship alive yeah. okay. so mostly in Turkey uh, Bottas never drove over there only Hamilton Hamilton uh, Vettel and uh, and uh, maybe Grosjean but not many people on that grid know this uh, yeah. race track so it's going to be very nice thing in 2020
0: those new tracks very interesting to see uh, drivers how they handle those new tracks oh for sure and again Mercedes delivered so no,
1: yeah, yeah true. but li- like you said, some very interesting racetrack this year Imola was, a, was an incredible incredible thing. Um, yeah so many uh, Portugal was great, also uh, amazing race and uh, it's also cool to see these new Formula One cars on, on old racetracks. I think it's, it makes things very uh, very cool.
0: Thanks everyone for watching us and listening to us. Uh, we wish you all the best and we'll catch you later.